What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, we're coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich. And joining me as always, they are my compadres, my homies, my essays, if you will. Firstly, he is the man that is personally responsible for getting rid of the turkey from Thanksgiving. And also, Jack Frost, the snowman. It's Ron. Well, it's happening. Ron, did you, is, is there any truth to the fact that you used the, his carrot nose on him the way he used it on others? Well, yeah. Well, that's the only way to take care of him. That's yeah. why they couldn't defeat him. That's uh, very noble of you. Very noble. And, of course, the man that doesn't have, need an introduction. Yet he has the longest introduction on all of podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Hashtag Big Natty Cool. Hashtag Mad Dog Strong Sal. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. Hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the leader of the Minnows Gang. And he's your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger-bearded feller. I'm talking about Diesel. Hashtag inanimate challenge accepted. <laughs> you are taking all the challenges, right? Oh, goddamn right. Damn. Uh, I had to fix the sound there for a minute. Holy shit. I realized that for some reason, we weren't being even with the left and the right. What? So if you heard us more in the beginning in your left ear, that wasn't just you. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that. Somehow that must have gotten nudged. Nudge, 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 nudge. Yeah, so most people at home are like, I, I didn't really hear a difference, <laughs> no. but yeah, hey, I did, and that's all that matters. But uh, let's go about people's weeks. Let's start with Ronald. How has been the week? No, week's been good. Can't complain too much. Uh, enjoyed the weekend. Our Wednesday group met, and we pulled off the play with success. It was basically uh, our lines were fed. They had lines, so we printed them all. He printed them up, and we had to work these lines into the play. So nice. it was kind of like. Uh, Whose line is it anyways type of stuff. And I kept getting like the normal ones. And the other two were getting like the really bizarre ones. So I just had to finish it. But he's like, you know, he, he the one character was the princess. And he's like, calls me by whatever name. I'm like, okay, whatever. Whore a lot. <laughs> princess whore a lot. <laughs> and just went out, off, off of that. And, but, you know, it, it worked. We played through. Uh, we ended up just doing a play on trying to kill the queen. And we, you know, made it work and, you know, it timed out to where I got the last line in the play because we killed the princess. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was interesting how they, did, how they did it. So we did that. Our Friday group met. Uh, they almost killed two characters in Tomb of Annihilation. But one was lucky enough to figure out that he had a spell that could help him. And the other one is still by himself. So he may still be... Schrodinger's uh, RPG? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they have no idea if he's alive or dead, and he has no idea if they're alive or dead. Okay. So it's a, now we have them split. So that's going to be interesting in two weeks when we play again. <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, Diesel, how's been your week? It's been a rough one. <laughs> we had a the Baldur's Gate Commander's Legend pre-release going on Friday night. That sucked. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, we were expecting people to show up for the pre-release, but luckily they didn't because we also had a Legacy 2K going on, which we had 44 players, I believe, show up for. 
So it's been a hectic, hectic weekend. I actually took yesterday off and wound up just napping, and it was glorious. Napping. That sounds a lot. Whereas you are well-rested, I was not so well-rested. This past weekend, I went to Atlantic City, New Jersey for Game Changer Wrestling, uh, first ever Cage of Survival. Uh, The hotel we stayed in uh, was a nice hotel, great room, shitty beds. How weird is that? Like, had to be in a fucking nice hotel, shitty beds. Uh, So I I did not sleep as well as I should have. And then, of course, we drove home after the event. So I got home at 1.30 a.m. on Monday morning and then went to work this morning. Uh, You know, left for work around. I I left a little later. I was still, you know, I got there later than I usually get there, but still on time uh, because I didn't leave my house until after 8 because I slept until 7.30. But it still kind of sucked. Yeah. And uh, and then after and that was after driving, so yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little tired, so uh, I apologize if I drop the ball on anything, but I am definitely a little tired. Uh, Game GCW was amazing, I had a great time. Ken M from the ODPH was with me. Uh, Crazy Curtis was with me. My wife was with me. It was a good time. We had a, we had a great time in Atlantic City as normal, and uh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't trade the trip for anything. But man, the driving sucks. Yeah. So with that being said, I am a little tired. I am a little wired. But uh, we're going to make it through this after all, aren't we? And that was pretty much my whole week. So on you getting all the rest, and I got none of the rest, so hopefully that works out somehow here as we record. But let's move right into those opening plugs and get right through it so we can get to the stuff that you really want to hear. And of course, that means if you would like to chat with us, you would like to give us a movie to review or just say hi, what's up, or you know, criticize anything we say or give us your take on anything, you can reach out to us on social media we're three fat nerds podcast on facebook like and share the page we're at three fat nerds pod on twitter instagram and tiktok hashtag three fn pod whenever talking about the show of course you can get all the information about three fat nerds podcast at 8122 productions.com that includes our uh t public store where you can support some get some cool swag that includes uh our patreon patreon.com slash 8122 productions whereas for as little as one dollar a month you get a ton of extra bonus content and you help support the show and the streams and everything else that goes on here at 8122 productions and of course the link to the twitch channel twitch.tv slash six or seven podcast where every monday night at 8 p.m eastern standard time myself and ken m from the odph go live as we talk all things pro wrestling on 607 t WS, and of course, you can get that anywhere. You get great podcasts as well by searching 607 TWS if you prefer to listen to it in podcast form. Uh, but all those links are there, plus links to friends of the show like the ODPH, and of course, Sci Fi Horror Fest going down August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. It's going to be a great time. Make sure you come there. For all information, go to scifihorrorfest.com. Also, you can find out about the bands who provide us with music. And uh, we're going to give a real good shout-out to the people who do our opening theme song. Of course, that is Shout at the Robots. The name of the song is Fail Better. You can find that on Spotify, YouTube, Music, and Bandcamp. And if you go to the music section of 8122productions.com, you can see all the links for Shout at the Robots and all the other great bands. Make sure you support them for supporting us. And, of course, shout-outs to our local sponsors who help bring us bring you this show and uh, ask to bring you this show see i told you i was tired commercial free every week and that of course is rex to rods auto detailing and of course dragon master games dragonmastergames.com for all your magic gathering and gaming needs and throw a line in the uh, notes section and uh, diesel can toss you a sticker or something or he can hand package uh, your cards or whatever you buy with love. Trust me. And uh, depending upon what you write in the note is depending upon how much love you get. <laughs> Am I not wrong, Diesel? Oh, absolutely. You can leave comments in your order. 
And last but certainly not least, uh, and if you do leave a comment that you heard it about it on 3FM, we will definitely make sure you get some stickers and such. So if you want some stickers, that's the best way to go about it. And last but certainly not least, if uh, you forget any of those links, it's simple. Uh, the hyperlinks are in the liner notes to this show on whatever podcast provider you are listening to us on. And speaking of podcast providers, make sure that you smash that subscriber follow button because it really does help the algorithm and it gets you the show delivered to you each and every week. And also, if you've not rated the show on whatever podcatcher, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or Good Pods or wherever, make sure you hit that five-star review and uh, leave a little review to help us out as well. That's something you can do for free to support us completely. And I always forget to mention that, so I figure I might as well throw that in there now. Diesel, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for this week? About a seven. About a seven? Ron? Probably the same, yeah. I'm a little lower than you guys because I'm tired of shit. <laughs> so with that being said, let's just jump right in head first because it's time for this week's edition of... The Nerd News! Bing, bang, boom. Thank you, Diesel. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You got to bring up that energy level. All right, let's jump right in. And uh, once again, we can't believe we have to say some of this stuff. We got some good news and bad news for the Obi-Wan show on Disney+. Plus. Let's start with good news, because it's always nice to start with good news. Uh, we know that we're getting a season two. Hey, Yay. season two. Uh, we're not going to spoil anything. Uh, maybe after the se- the series is done, or this season's done, I should say, because it's not a series now that we know we're getting a season two, uh, we'll break it down for the entire season, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, I can say this, that I am caught up, and... Uh, Episode three, <laughs> delivered. Remember, I said that the first two episodes started off a little slow. Non-spoiler, episode three pays it to the fuck oh. off. So oh, yeah, no. I'm fucking all, all, all in. But here we go again. Star Wars fans, we can't have nothing nice, can we? Can we not have nothing nice? Because people have to be stupid motherfuckers on the internet. Can we stop? Can, can we? Listen, the next time somebody wants to write some stupid, hateful shit on the internet, just remember, you're not fucking important. No. Look in the mirror, look at yourself, and I guarantee the people who are writing this, they're either small guys who live in their in their mom's basements, or they're fat guys like us, only we have lives, so we don't do this, and also we respect people, and they just are mad at the fucking world. Yeah. You're not a real fan, you're a piece of shit. And, and I want you to look in the mirror and say, I'm a piece of shit, and then follow that with some other things. I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. Like, the, nobody else is calling anybody else on this. Everybody wants to be nice about it and be like, oh, the toxic fandom does need to stop. Be compassionate to them, too. No, no, no. Fuck you. There's no compassion. Diesel, what's your compassion level for the cocksuckers out there being racist and sensitive pieces of shit? 17. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Fuck off. Like, if you don't like a character, cool. Like, whatever. But you're still going to watch, so why are you, like... Why do you get so in your feels about it that you need to send racist death threats? It it makes zero sense. Yeah. Especially in the Star Wars universe where, you know, as much fault as there is in that galaxy far, far away, there is not really not that much racism in that galaxy. No. So don't bring it there. It's it's a pretty diverse galaxy on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't don't be like, oh, they made the woke stuff and they put on this diversity and fuck you. The galaxy is pretty fucking diverse to begin with. There's aliens. Can we remember that Admiral Hackbar is a fucking fish? Yeah. A fucking fish. They have the Ewoks. 
You know, and, and don't act like this is the first time black people have been in the galaxy. Lando. Uh, Lando. Lando. So for and you he did pure, his, betrayed his friends. Ready for so. this? For your you purists out there <laughs> because they like to call themselves that. You're not purists, you're pieces of shit, man. And you're losers and you're fucking that's it. And if you have those feelings and that really offended you, go ahead, hit me up. I don't give a fuck because I'm, first of all, I'm not going to do this thing, but I'd love to out yourselves because you like to out your guys' selves. I don't know what it was when Trump was president and it emboldened people, but don't out yourselves, okay? Your shit's showing. And then you know what? And I don't, I'm not one of those people who looks for racism around every corner, but there is definitely a, there's a call there. Yeah. I mean, first of all, Moses Ingram is doing a, a I think is doing a phenomenal job as Reba. Oh. I, I enjoy the character. Uh, any flaws in that character, which there is, there's not flaws in the character per se. Any flaws in the storytelling is not on her. That is no. on the writers of the series. That is on the director of the series. And with that being said, oh my God, there's some incontinuities. Oh, oh man. Well, it's Star Wars. Ron. There's always going to be incontinuities Ron. because there's just so much. Ron, Star Wars, incontinuities. I don't what are you going to do? It happens in like oh every Star Wars story, unfortunately. Diesel, there, there's fucking incontinuities in the story. I mean,. Like the whole, Ooh. like there's everything. If you go down and actually look at Ahsoka and Anakin, they're about technically the same. They spend about the same amount of time in, yeah, <laughs> as Jedi's, <laughs> and then he becomes her master. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, the timing. Like there's so much through the whole thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Like it's just stupid. But that's the whole beauty of Star Wars. You can always change something because it's like the comic book universe. You can change whatever the fuck you want, and then you can figure out the reason how you changed it. Ready? And guess what? Everybody at this table is glad that they got rid of the Metachlorians. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. The greatest retcon in the history of, of retcons, okay? So I just want to throw yeah. that out there. She's doing amazing. I think she plays the role very well. I, I, I've been enjoying her acting. Yeah. I think she's badass. No, I think I think she's fine, actually. I've enjoyed everything so far. A, a couple of the... There's a couple little things, but nothing from her. No, like, her herself is. Yeah. That's my point. Her herself She's, is phenomenal. Is there some stuff in this? Like, is there something, some stuff that doesn't line up? Absolutely. But I'm used to that in shows and movies. It's just yeah. shit that gets overlooked. Yeah. Like with her power set. That's fine. Yeah, but that's she's fine. But she's like, like playing very methodical, like, like, like a very methodical inquisitor, being like, okay, this is my plan. I want to get Obi Wan. Because I want to show my worth, and this is what I'm going to do yeah. to do it. Yeah, because she's the low rung. So yeah, she's yeah. trying to step advance. Up. Like uh, you do in the Sith. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> why? But why wouldn't Yeah, exactly. These are the bad guys. This is what well, they do. They, they backstab all the time. Like, why are you that's, fucking surprised about that's that? That's why it's the rules of two. That's when you get too many of them running around, this is what happens. And the worst part about it is the biggest outrage that people had. And this is spoiler alert. We'll say spoiler alert here because if you guys haven't already heard, which was all over the internet side, so I'm going to say spoiler alert. I really do apologize if this spoils it for you. I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep into it. But the biggest problem people had was the whole, well, if they use Leia to draw out Obi-Wan, how did they know that that was Vader's daughter? They didn't, assholes. They knew that. They explain on the series. She says it herself when she's talking to, well, Flea, which yeah. is even funnier. Yeah. She she says it herself. She says, they used to serve together. Yeah. He will come rescue because Jedi's, remember she makes that whole, they yeah. made that whole speech earlier, how Jedi's can't help themselves to be heroes. So he'll bring himself out of hiding because his old war buddy is missing a daughter. 
So, no, it had nothing to do with Anakin or Vader or the fact that Leia is the daughter of Anakin slash Vader. No, 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 no. They explained it in the fucking show. Yeah. You just had to open your ears instead of fucking sitting there jerking your fucking dick off. Like, come on, yeah. guys. Yeah, save it for episode three before you jerk your dick off. Dude, episode three. <laughs> if you are bitching, if you were bitching before episode three, listen, now I'm going to let you know. Episode three, you're going to fill the cup. And if uh, so, you'll, you'll take back everything. Let things play out. I think that's safe to say. Diesel was not a big fan of The Mandalorian in season one originally. Yeah. It took a few episodes, and all of a sudden, Diesel got in, and then it's grown from there. It's the same thing here. They're telling a story, and now we know it's going to be more than one season, so they're telling more than one story. So you let it play out. So far, Dave Filoni and John Favreau have not led us astray, so I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just throwing that out there. I just think it's horrible that this shit comes up again. Yeah, We had those incidents before... Uh, with 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 Miss Tran and of course with John Boyega, and now we have these issues again with Moses Ingram. Why? Why? And, and once again, if you're going to blame anybody, the performance is good. I don't hear anybody saying her performance sucks. There's you're questioning other things. That's on the writers. Once again, the same thing we just said about Kelly uh, Kelly Marie Tran. The writing is the fault, not the actor. The actor executed fucking perfectly. The same thing we said with John Boyega when he his frustrations came out. He was written out of the movie pretty much. Yeah. That has nothing to do with him. Has zero to do with him. So you cannot blame the actor and talk shit to the fucking actor. He did an amazing job. As a matter of fact, if they would have known how much fucked up he's going to do, they should have just let him die in the heroic scene in the second movie. Because they didn't do shit with him in the third movie. So why even, you know, and, and I think that he would even agree with that. The whole point of the matter is he killed it. He slayed it. Fucking, you know, Kelly Marie Tran, she slayed it. She was very good at that role, whether you liked it or not, whether you thought it was, you know, needed or not. That's on the writers and director. But she herself slayed it. And the same thing's going on here. Although I don't think the story's that bad because what you're nitpicking, the answers were right in front of you. You just decided not to watch them. Yeah, right. You decided to fucking retcon your own shit. That's not, you know, because we live in this era right now where everybody gets to make up their own fucking pick your own adventure and we're supposed to be hell right with that. Well, no. The reason I'm kind of fired up is this shit needs to stop. So fuck that. Uh, let's call it how it is. You know what? A lot of us have, you know, you know, everybody is is the same. You know, you you shouldn't think you're better than anybody, because at the end of the day, we're the same. Most of us are working our asses off and and it through. And if you have time to sit on your ass and, and and be upset and pissed off at everything, you're not a fan. You're just a fucking hater. And guess what? That doesn't make your life better. Being a, you know, believe it or not. Being a troll and shit doesn't make your life better. It just shows that you're not happy and everybody else, you don't want anybody else to be happy. And you know what? You miss over everything. It's the same thing I say in wrestling all the time. If you, Watch what you love. And if you don't love it, if you say you love it and you don't love it, then don't fucking, you know, you don't. If something pisses you off that bad, you don't really like it. If you're upset because the goddamn blacks are in Star Wars, maybe Star Wars isn't for you. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not nothing new. I mean, for Christ's sakes, Vader's voice is done by a black man. Yeah. Oh. Like, they do the whole thing of saying, oh, Hayden Christensen is coming back to be Darth Vader. And they did exactly the same thing. They put James Earl Jones' voice over him. So, the body's there as Hayden Christensen. He's I mean, not I'm sure, and we'll, we'll get him talking, yeah. spoiler free, you'll, you'll get to hear Hayden Christian, because of, I'm assuming the helmet will come off, Yeah, yeah but for, for long periods of time, I should say. So, I, I, I do think we'll get that, but yes, it yeah. is still James Earl Jones, which, by the way, fucking phenomenal that they did that. Yeah. Like, I was fucking, I, I was worried. I, I'm always getting nervous. Always. We said the same thing in Rogue One, got real nervous, like... Is it going to be the voice that we're used to? Because I don't want them to change the voice to something stupid. 
I like James Earl Jones as the fucking voice. Right. But with that being said, come on, guys. Let's fucking peel it back. And if you're a racist, misogynist, piece of shit who's on the internet trying to be a dickhead, you deserve all the fucking berating you get. Like, honestly, fuck around and find out. You know, that's a, what is my favorite one to say? Play dumb games, win dumb prizes. So I don't feel bad for anybody who gets called on that. Like, I'm all for, like, you know, having an opinion and stuff. But there's a, there's a line between having an opinion and just being a piece of shit. And going after an actor or actress for their role. Especially when most people think that she's doing great, or he in some cases. So let's cover all the bases. Because I don't want to have this fucking conversation again. No, we're going to. Oh, we are. <laughs> but I don't want to have this conversation again. Next time I might get to the and other when I said look in the mirror. Admit to yourself you ain't shit. And then we might get to the other eventually. We might. Some of you might draw the conclusion if you've ever heard me go on a rant. Diesel already knew where yeah. I was going with this one. Editing myself, goddammit. By the way, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I didn't even play the destroy everything. But I, I, I'm over that rant right now. Let's just fucking be and do better because there is real Star Wars fans. The three of us at this table yeah. are real Star Wars fans. I know plenty of real Star Wars fans that aren't out there. And do we have opinions on things? Absolutely. But I have never and will never attack an actor or actress for anything remotely like, oh, man, why does it have to be this? or why? Because it is, motherfucker. That's how it's rolling the goddamn script. Except for yeah. Walton Goggins. I will punch you in the face for what you did to Lem. <laughs> Still you. <laughs> they are playing make believe. Just oh. remember that. Oh, oh, talking I, about. Oh, I, I know where you want me to go <laughs> with this because they. Okay, they're talking about fictional characters. Fictional characters. We always come back to this, and there's one thing to be a critic and, and have an opinion. There's another thing to just be a piece of shit. Yeah. And yeah, man, it just goes on too much. How are you a fan of something and you're that much of a piece of a shit? We get, and like I said, I have to deal with this like all the time because we do a fucking wrestling show too. And in the pro wrestling world, whew, it's even fucking worse. Even worse. Oh my God. But let's move on. Let's, let's try to be better. And I know most of the people who listen to the show have similar thoughts to us. So I'm sure that you guys are not those people. But in case there is somebody in the room, kindly check yourself the fuck out because... You know, I, I don't need you. <laughs> Nobody does. Like, like we're, you're, you're not going to agree with anything we say at that point in juncture. I do believe that she's doing a great job, and I do believe that, yes, there is some continuity issues, but it's fucking Star Wars. If, there, if you show me one Star Wars project that has zero continuity issues, don't worry, I'll fucking wait. I'll fuck it. Actually, I'll take it a step further. 99.9% of movies and TV shows have continuity issues. Yeah. And plot issues. You know why? Because some things are just, it, it just fucking is there. We, we're, first of all, we're not watching a documentary. We're watching a show with, of course. Okay, they're talking about fictional characters. Fictional characters. Which means that sometimes, just to move the story forward, you do some crazy shit because you're already suspending disbelief that this is taking place a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> It's not like there's live cameras there, okay? Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Come on. Uh, anybody want to say anything in closing before we move on to some better news? And, you know, the big retcon or whatever you think that they fucked up with her character, that just means, like, they got to explain something because what you think happened is not what happened. And they're going to explain that. And we got three more episodes. And if it tracks any way where it's been going, I cannot fucking wait. And remember, it's Wednesdays, not Fridays, people. Yes, yeah. and I also want to point out uh, that uh, the season two, I cannot wait. So so we're going to get even more of this. So this is good shit, and uh, I need to see more. Oh, I, yeah. I do. I need well, to see more. What's gonna, the only drawback with getting season two is 
they were writing this for only a one season thing. So things might be a little eh. You got this, many, many different stories you can go because I, I, the scene I want to see will it, definitely be season two. I hope so. That, that's why. That's what I'm hoping for, and I'm I'm with you because that needs to happen. Yeah. I don't even care if that's all we get is season two, and it ends with that because that's going to be way better than what this ends with. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, and if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch keep, Rebels. Keep, yeah, <laughs> watch it. But by the way, there's there's clues all over the yeah. place because we've already. This is a story. It takes place in an era which we've already explored and continue to explore. You know what yeah. I mean? And you know what? The continuity, believe it or not, is fucking there. It's kind of interesting. All right. Let's move on to better topics, shall we? Uh, or more cheerful topics. I love Star Wars, but I hate fucking stupid toxic people. fans, period. And yes, stupid people. Uh, let's talk about Marvel Studios has released the first poster for I Am Groot. The upcoming animated Disney Plus original series, the poster confirms that I Am Groot will debut on the streaming service on August 10th. As the title suggests, the cartoon spotlights Groot, the floral colossus of the Guardians of Galaxy, and his baby Groot form. The series is made up of shorts that see baby Groot getting into and out of trouble in a world of photorealistic animation. Vin Diesel returns to voice Groot, and Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn is one of the show's executive producers. I know that when uh, this got listed, we were all like, oh, that's kind of cute. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to watch it because I do love myself some baby Groot. Uh, how do you guys feel about knowing that now it's coming on August the 10th and we won't have to wait long? I am group. Good answer. I just realized that because Vin Diesel has become a group and only gets paid Disney money to say I am group, that's why we have Fast 10 coming out. No, 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 no. We have Fast 10 coming out because did you see how much money that shit made in China? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> just Listen. It doubled the American box office in China. Like I think it made like a hundred million in America, and it made like three seventy five in China. Man, that's why we're why? there's no kaiju's in it. I don't know. They like fast cars. I guess yeah. kaiju's and fast cars. I guess is what wins the day. But Vin Diesel is a kaiju. Nah. <laughs> well, yes, yes. We'll, we'll leave it at that, Diesel. We'll, we'll leave it at that, or else I'm gonna have to play the warning. <laughs> Uh, next up on the docket, we, uh, you know, Netflix uh, is, has been doing geek. Netflix's Geeked Week is upon us. Uh, we're not going to dive into everything because a lot of the news is stuff that we already talk about. They've shown a little bit more and talked a little bit more about Cobra Kai. They've showed another trailer for the Umbrella Academy, uh, which we are not watching because we don't want the Umbrella Academy spoiled because we love it. Uh, they've done other things. But the one thing that we do want to talk about is we did get a teaser for Tim Burton's Adam's Family series released. And, of course, that series is the uh, Wednesday. It's just called Wednesday. And the stars Jenna Ortega as the Adam's Family. And it is being uh, directed and written by the legendary Tim Burton. Uh, in the teaser, we see Ortega walk out of the shadow sporting the classic ponytailed Wednesday Adams look as she looks through the camera towards the viewer uh, thing hops on her shoulder uh, and then thing was the star of Netflix's previous promo video released last week so how are you feeling about this little promo where we got to see thing and we got to see finally Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Adams diesel she looks great as Wednesday Adams thing I'm not really digging the look and we get it Tim Burton's Zuki and he's kooky whatever <laughs> it, I, there, this was just a great look at Wednesday Adams Jenna Ortega looks great as Wednesday Adams, and that's pretty much all we get. Yeah, that's all you get, and it's fine. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll watch it because it's what we do. But it's I don't you know it's Adams Family. 
we'll see how it goes. I don't. I haven't really read anything about it other than who's in it and what's going on. So I don't know. It's just supposed to be following her and stuff. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, before I jump into that, because there is not, they've been very tight lipped on it. I will say this: Jenna Ortega is becoming uh, one of Hollywood's uh, grade A yeah. scream queens. Oh yeah. Uh, she's she was amazing in the new Scream movie. Yeah. She was amazing in X, which I I was on the fence about. Like it, it was a good movie, yeah. but I didn't think it was great as, as great as some people thought. But her performance was phenomenal in that movie. She was one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah. Buy or none. Uh, she's really really good. I can't wait to yeah. see more she, of her. She, for her little role in You. She was great in. Oh yeah. So like so she she's good. A talented actress. Very much the same. Actor, whatever you want to label it as. Uh, Netflix describes Wednesday as a sleuthing, supernaturally infused mystery charting Wednesday Adams years as a student at Nevermore Academy. That's where she attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, thwart a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town, and solve the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships at Nevermore. Uh, the coming-of-age supernatural comedy also stars Academy Award-winning actress Catherine Zeta-Jones as from Chicago as Ad- Adams Family matriarch, matriarch, sorry, Morticia Adams and Luis Guzman, one of our favorites, as the um, patriarch Gomez Adams. I remember, I remember that, that casting actually. Yeah. Now that you said it, I'm all in. I'm all in with that. Yeah, <laughs> Isaac Ordonez will be playing Pugsley. George uh, Berseco will be playing Lurch, and Victor. Dorobanto is playing Thing, or is the hand for Thing, if you will. Uh, Wednesday has yet to set a release date, though. Marketing posters at the Licensing Expo earlier this year suggest a fall of 2022 release date. So it's right around the corner, and uh, big things. I'm super excited. We only got a couple more articles here for Nerd News that we're going to touch on, and I think this one was one of the bigger surprises coming out of, speaking, coming out of Geek Week. And that, of course, as we knew it was coming... And now we finally get to see a little teaser of it. The Sandman got its first teaser trailer. Of course, the story was written originally by comic book legend Neil Gaiman. He is the executive producer of the show. So that is very important. And I think it's a, I, and I personally think this is a very important touch to this show. Uh, in the trailer, we see Dream, Death, Desire, and Lucifer all get brought to life. And it's a pretty interesting watch. Among all that, the trailer reveals that the series will premiere on August 5th. Uh, how did you feel about the first trailer for the sandman i have zero frame of reference with the sandman universe but it does look interesting enough where i'm like eh, i might have to give this a try i was my buddy was the one that actually got me in the sandman uh he liked the covers the covers were very uh out there you know especially for that era in 90s comics dc vertigo mm-hmm. was trying to make a name for themselves I didn't understand the full story because I didn't read them back to back to back to back. As as I've gotten older and dove into the comics and done some Wikipedia search, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't read all the comics, but gone back and done, you know, some of the graphic novels, some of the other, you know, it's actually a very interesting story. Though I'm really glad that they're putting this effort into it the way that they're putting it into it because there's no other way to do this story. And the dude looks almost that that first scene when you see him in the trailer. That's exactly what he looks like in the comics. I mean, granted, they change his hair a little bit later, but that's what he looks like in the comics, like the whole thing. So, like, I'm all in on this. I can't wait. 
It is, it is interesting to me because they had sold these rights before, like, the HBO Max stuff, because this is, Vertigo is a DC product, yeah. so this is now, you know, I'm surprised it's not an HBO Max, but it does look very good. I will say this, if you are, we're wondering what Netflix describes the series as, it is describes as uh, a rich blend of modern myth and dark fantasy in which contemporary fiction, historical drama, and legend are seamlessly interwoven. The Sandman follows the people and places affected by Morpheus, the Dream King, as he mends the cosmic and human mistakes he's made during his vast existence uh the series will star tom strudge as dream kirby howell baptiste as death gwendolyn christie as lucifer charles dance as roderick burgess asim chandri as abel sanjeev baskar as kane sorry Mm -hmm. jenna coleman as johanna constantine uh, jolie richardson as ethel cripps david thwillis as john d Boyd Holbrook as the uh, Corinthian, uh, Stephen Fry as Gilbert, Patton Oswalt as the voice of Dream's Raven Matthew, and Mason Alexander as Park Desire, Dream's sibling. And most importantly, we got another big news out of the, the Geek Week today, and that is that Sandman has casted Mark Hamill himself as the voice of Merv Pumpkinhead, uh, <laughs> uh, is, who is a favorite of the Sandman yeah. fans. So it is awesome to have Mark Hamill joining yeah. the cast as well. I uh, listen. I can't wait to see this. I thought the little tra- once again it was a teaser. I thought they did a good job of giving, yeah. showing us all the main characters. Pretty much, yes. there was a couple they left out, but they showed us the you know, and that's what I like to see. I just wanted to see that they gave you a little taste. This is what yeah, it's going to kind of be I, about. I think Here Jenna Coleman's uh, casting for uh, Constantine there was actually real spot on as well. Oh, I think it looks great. Yeah. Honestly, I think the, the, the casting director yeah. for the show did fucking phenomenal bringing, bringing these uh, characters to life. So kudos to the casting director over there. But uh, we're not going to have to wait long, and we're going to get to see that wonderful show coming very, very soon to Netflix. We got one more thing to go. And this one is an interesting one, and I want to open up to opinion. That's what we do here. We don't break news. We give our opinions on news. <laughs> and here's something that I'm going to dive into. There is new ins- inside information that reveals Marvel Studio President slash Marvel CCO Kevin Fahey nearly jumped ship to become Warner Brothers DC man. As reported by Pucks, Matthew Baloney, Fahey talked pretty seriously with Warner Brothers a few years ago about overseeing the company's DC film content. This was around the time when Fahey was regularly classing with Marvel Entertainment Chairman and former CEO Ike Perlmutter over the focus and trajectory of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This news comes in the midst of Warner Brothers' structural overhaul, which will divide the company into three production verticals. Warner Brothers' New Line, Dash New Line, I should say, DC and Animation, according to Baloney. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav wants the company to, in quotations, become Disney and is recruiting new heads of content to make this happen. Two of the company's new hires, former MGM chair people Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi, are reportedly in charge of DC film content while Warner Brothers searches for a leader who can match Fahey's excellence. Joker director Todd Phillips was apparently offered an advisor role at DC Films, though he was told it wouldn't be in an executive capacity. How do you feel, first of all, listen, before we even jump into Todd Phillips stuff, how do you feel about the fact that Kevin Fah- there was a real possibility Kevin Fahey was going to jump over to the DC side? Diesel. Thank God you stuck around with the winning team. Who the <laughs> fuck wants to go down to the minor leagues? Good job, Kevin. You know, they always say everybody wants to play for the Yankees. You never hear anybody <laughs> says that they want to play for the Reds. I, I And I, I agree with you there that if, with using that analogy, Diesel. Ron? I mean, I understand what you guys are saying, but like, they already have... Uh, Marvel's already got the next 
phase complete, like the next two phases, basically. I think it's more ten more years of movies and content already in works. Kevin Feige hasn't been writing anything in a while. He's just making sure the ship's staying a sail. He's like making if, all them bucks, bucks, and not having to do as much work. Fuck yeah, that's the well, American dream right there. Well, I yeah. think I, I'm going to say this. I think he does a lot of work. He's he's doing the Lord's work by well, making sure the pieces come out at the right times and doing right, it. Right, right, he's right. done very well at it. I'm just saying, if you wanted to, to, to create something else, another great thing, like I go, that would have been a big big swing for DC. Like, and it would would have helped. Like, I I think they I think it was a ploy to try see like hey if you're bored come over here type of deal and you know and it didn't didn't take obviously but it, it's one of those things like he, he, they've already got everything set like there's not much changing going on unless something stupid well, happens well here's my problem I, I okay so i'm gonna say this i i, I like the fact that, that we didn't lose kevin fahey because i still believe his his work is needed uh because setting up the phases setting out how everything comes that that's not just like i mean i i get it it's not directing and all that but you know what it is it's like the next level chess moves to make sure everything's going in the order they have to and during the pandemic i think that that job became a lot harder because of how content was consumed so you have to give him kudos for that so i think that he's still very well needed to keep that train on track DC just needs to find somebody like him. I agree. You could have made the argument that if they they should have stuck with Zack Snyder, um, coming off of the fact that you know with the Snyder verse, but then they're like, yeah, fuck it, we killed that. I mean, I don't know if Discovery would be willing to go back, but I don't think I think it's too late to go back. Yeah, honestly, it, in my opinion, no, it, it is unfortunately. Even I, though I would love it to go back, it won't. Yeah, I, I think it's too late to go back. Um, so that brings us to the fact that you have J.J. fucking Abrams under your employee. He has that deal with HBO Max that we talked about all those years ago. Why wouldn't you just try to offer him the role of being the leader? Not to just direct or whatever. He can direct whatever the fuck he wants. He can direct any of the DC movies. If he doesn't want to direct DC movies, he doesn't have to. Just to be that guy. Or somebody that he would you know, pick. So you have that there. You have somebody that could possibly be the next guy to take it over. When you heard that they offered Todd Phillips an advisor role, why wouldn't you just offer Todd Phillips the fucking executive role? Why not? Like, honestly, he did good with the Joker, and now the Joker has spawned into this new Batman universe. I know that they're different, but maybe there's something to that. You don't have to be like Marvel. You don't have to have the DC extended universe. You could literally do them in pieces and be just fucking fine. Just because it worked for the MCU, it's because all the fucking planets aligned, all the stars aligned, and the right people were there. Because we don't have the MCU without Kevin Fahey, without Jon Favreau, without the Russo brothers... And, and the list goes on, or Taika Waititi, etc. We don't have the MCU. So you're never going to recreate that. James Gunn should be in there as well. Once again, I'm, I'm, if I forget somebody, don't crucify yeah. me. Because it's not like, I'm just saying, those stars are never going to fucking align again. It doesn't matter how much you try to force feed, it's never going to align again. Because the greatest creators in the world, and the young creators of this world came together to make movies. Remember, if it's not for John Favreau succeeding in Iron Man and, and forcing the studio's hand to make uh, Robert Downey Jr., you know, Tony Stark, we don't have the MCU. And then he guided it through as well. Kevin Fahey, if we don't have Kevin Fahey leading the way and placing the pieces in the order they needed to be, we're not getting there. If we don't have the Russos, we don't have some of the greatest movies that were ever made, including the fact that, you know, Endgame and Infinity War, not to mention everything else. If you don't have Taika Waititi, Thor is still not making good movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and amongst other things. So, like, those are stars that lined up, and then we have all these other young directors, James Gunn, you know, who was doing movies, but not, not big budget movies. They give him 
a throwaway project like Guardians of the Galaxy initially, and now it's one of the biggest hits. Yeah. So, like, you know, and he came over and played in the DC world and did a great job with The Suicide Squad. So, like, my, my point of the matter is you're never going to line those people up. If you want an overseer, I think that's the way. Well, yeah, yeah you know? I've been saying that, too. And I know that I'm not a fan of Kathleen Kennedy, but she is the overseer of Star Wars. Nowadays, I feel like in name only. I was going to say, I, nowadays, I feel like it's in the name only because Favreau and Filoni are writing everything. So, like, it's in good hands. So, she can keep getting the credit as long as we have Favreau and Filoni. If we don't have those two, then we're in trouble in Star Wars. And I, So, it, it is literally the way Disney's doing things, and maybe that's what Discovery wants. But you already have J.J. Abrams under the helm. So, why wouldn't you just offer to J.J.? We know he knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. So I mean, that's just what I mean, we go to. And I, I would even give the gamble to Todd Phillips. He's got, a, he's got a unique vision, but he's made good movies. I mean, has he made a couple questionable ones? Yeah. But you know what? He's made a lot of good movies too. So I think that darker route for the Joker, or Joker, sorry, led us to the Batman and yeah. being. And I think that that's the way you should be going, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. True. And plus, with DC, it's kind of built in where you can have standalone universes. And just have the Flash do Flash things and bring them together if need be. Yeah. If oh, anything, you can retcon <laughs> the shit out of it because you have a multiverse. I yeah. mean, it, it, like, there's a, just a lot of weird things. And I just, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I think that it would have been a great coup for them to sign Kevin Fahey. But we're past that. So now yeah. let's look at somebody that we can actually make some monies with. You know what I mean? With that being said, that is going to close up this week's edition of the Nerd News. It's time to switch it right on over, though, baby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome back to Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. Another big box office weekend coming in at number five Downton Abbey, a new era with $3 million. Now they're still making some money. Hey, I, I think the era of Downton Abbey is over, in the States at least, but you know what? Get on them. Uh, number four this week, still making all that money for its seventh week with another $3.3 million, The Bad Guys. Nice. Hey, it's a cute movie. I've heard nothing but good things from uh, my friends who have gone to see it with their kids. Yep. And then number three this week is the Bob's Burgers movies with $4.5 Still surprised about that a little bit. I mean, I know this it's a popular show, but I didn't know it was that popular to keep it on the list this yeah. many, like high up on the list this many yeah. weeks. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with $9.3 million for that, its fifth week. That nice. shit is still going. Still going. I like it. I like Let it. me guess what number one is. Well, they re-released Morbius this week, so... <laughs> oh, but, uh, let's talk about that for a second. They re-released it to the greatest of all time, ladies and gentlemen. $85,000. So that can't be number one. But yeah, you know what? When you get trolled by the internet, you pay the toll. And now I've seen the trolls have moved on. Like, no, no, we didn't want a movie. We want a TV show. So they're just trying to get Warner Brothers to just, like, fucking just... Sony. Or Sony, sorry. I said Warner yeah. Brothers. I'm sorry you started getting fired yeah. up for that last one. They oh, just want Sony just to flush all this money down the toilet. <laughs> I mean, if, as long as they're going to be dumb enough... Have at it. But, yeah, the flip side of that coin of the $8,500 is Top Gun Maverick with another $86 million domestically. Bro. Okay. Bro. I admitted I was wrong last week. We all did. <laughs> but I didn't know I was going to be 
this wrong. <laughs> like, this movie is making all the fucking money, baby. I'm just saying. You were even wrong on it second week. <laughs> well, you, well what, remember, original, original producer, I was like, oh, it's going to be like 50 million. And then the, the second week, I'm like, it's not going to be that far of a fall off. I said it would make like 40 well, million. No, I, no, I'm just saying, like, you're 50 million. It's second week. It's still going to drop that oh, low. Oh, I know, I know. But remember, I was like, oh, I'll make like 40 million. It's the second week because I was going off of what I thought it would make, yeah. like, originally. I was like, because the word of mouth to get people there. But man, it, it kind of did follow that. Because yeah. you made the, the 124 million week one, or what well, was 152 if you count the entire weekend, 124 if you just count the actual, yeah. you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you count the Monday and it's a little higher. Uh, but now to do another 80 some million, you're like, okay, it, it fell off in the nostalgia. Took a bit. It's a great movie, though. Great movie. If you didn't hear our uh, review of it last week, go back and listen to that episode because it's a great, great movie and we all recommend it. All right. Come we up. all recommended it that saw it. Yes. Somebody didn't see it. Yeah, and I was supposed to go with Diesel. Diesel, <laughs> I, I, we'll, we'll get, we'll get, we, 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 we got to go to the movies for something else this week, but maybe yeah. we'll get another one in because I'm trying to relax this weekend. Yeah. Uh, coming up this week, though, we will be seeing Jurassic World Dominion. Yes. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Next week's 3FN Movie Club review will be Jurassic right. World Dominion. Uh, we can either get together as a group to go. We don't have to go on Thursday, but we'll pick a day. Or we can go on Thursday. I don't give a shit. Whichever. Whichever, guys. And if you don't want to see that, you can also check out The Righteous. The Righteous. And on the following week, we have Lightyear and Brian and Charles, The Lost Girls, and The Good Neighbor. Ah, okay. What, well, that, when's that Shelly movie coming out with the shell that's going cross country? Oh, I don't even remember. Yeah. Jesus. That's 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 yeah. going to be a little far off. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm waiting for the Elvis movie, personally. Yeah, that's good. Coming week out after. A couple weeks. Yeah, week after. So we'll be reviewing that on the show as well, just so you guys know. But uh, yeah, with that being said, though, Diesel, let's get to the the, the iconic, the form formatting, the what we do best, top three. Well, I was going to go with your three favorite dinosaurs, because nobody asks us that anymore, and it really sucks. But I'm going with your three favorite animated movies. We can save the dinosaurs for next week. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be fun. So three favorite animated movies. Uh, let's take it back to a kid. So my number three is going to be something that was one of my favorite movie of all time when I was a kid. An American Tale. That's right. No, Five-O. Five-O. I was a big Five-O fan. I, I just wanted to take, no, I, 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 I wanted I, to take I, one I, back to when I was a child. No, I, I like that. I, yes, Diesel. Yeah, oh yeah, I cried over that shit. <laughs> uh... Also, taking it back to a child, because I really, really, really enjoyed this movie, and it ties in this Land Before Time. Nice. I was a big I was a big fan of Land Before Time. Little Foot, Ducky. Uh, so Sarah. there's going to be two. Sarah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. So I understand I, I spent two of them, so I'm going to do one as an adult. But you guys aren't ready for this yet, because actually it's fucking Shrek. I love fucking <laughs> Shrek. I love the Shrek movies. First of all, my one of my favorite animated characters of all time is Puss in Boots. I know that was a sequel, but still, yep. Puss in Boots. Uh, so I can't wait for the Puss in Boots movie because I will be seeing that. I don't care how bad it is or whatever. Yep. I'm seeing fucking Puss in Boots. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the... See, that was the time where I was taking my nieces and nephews to movies. And it was cool to see some adult humor in there. Lots of adult humor in the Shrek movies. Lots of it. I mean, you, they started off with She Lives With Seven Dwarfs, but that doesn't mean she's easy. <laughs> you know, the, the, the fucking uh, gingerbread man, eat me. <laughs> Later on, we'd have Pinocchio cross-dressing. Yep. And, oh, no, I'm not wearing women's underwear. And his nose grows. Like, it's fucking amazing. And so, like, you had all these really cool, like, jokes and stuff. And so when you have to take children, you know, especially family members to a movie theater, and there's something in it for you as well, that's why it's one of my top movies of all time. Uh, Ronald. 
number three, going with Aladdin. Watch that thing a million Prince times Ali, over. Ali, and, Ali, you know, watch that a million times over. Even got Aladdin 2, Revenge of Savar. <laughs> Listen, but, I enjoyed Aladdin as well. Yeah. I also, I believe it or not, enjoyed that uh, live-action Aladdin too. You know, that, that was actually really good too. Uh, number two, uh, Beavis and Butthead do America. Uh, <laughs> I gotta lie. That, you know, that, <laughs> it was good. I don't care what you say. Uh, and then he said it was good. Number number one, it was the best hour and a half commercial for brand new toys. Transformers, the, the animated movie. I, no surprises there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No surprises It was there. one giant commercial. It was, it was one giant and commercial. And I've watched it multiple times since then. They even... They even uh, they they even uh, oh, they shoehorn they shoehorned in some fucking shit that was just uh, coming out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, they killed they killed off like every main character just so they could have new characters exactly. to sell to kids. It's called smart, <laughs> smart I, business. And Ron was like, "Man, I went out and bought all those fucking new characters too." Goddamn it! No, actually, I didn't have as many as you think. My parents were strict. <laughs> oh, boo! He was strictly a GoBots family. No, it, no, that, those came here and there when they, when you know, my parents were going through a little bit hard times with yeah. money and shit. So go watch the show, just shut me up. Good points, good points. Diesel, it's not time for your top three. All right, coming in at number three is the source material for Avatar, Fern Gully. Ooh, okay. dude, Fern Gully. I forgot about Fern Gully. Bro, <laughs> Fern Gully I bring shit. that up all the time because, of course, the late great Robin Williams is the bat, and Fern Gully is always yep. funny. And people don't ever remember that. They're like, why? Because I, I, it I, came, it, it came out at the same time as. Something else, yeah. Uh, it's it, it, it didn't it didn't get it didn't, it got overshadowed. I know yeah. that, but at the same point, juncture, I will always go back to the delicious and nutritious taste just like chicken. Because he asked what you remember. What do humans taste like? Delicious and nutritious. They taste just like chicken. <laughs> yes. uh, and, and then the I can see, I can see, I can see, and he walks into. The, never mind. <laughs> it was good. It was it's such yeah. a good movie. Very I love good. it. So thank you. Uh, number two, we're going kind of with the Shrek thing, but for me, it was always Toy Story. And Toy Story always got me in all the feels. I'm still not sure how I feel about Lightyear, but Toy Story was a great franchise. I might go see Lightyear still, but yeah, Toy Story, I, I could agree with you on as well. And number one, because I hate myself and I want to die, The Last Unicorn. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah one that's of the one. most depressing cartoons I've ever seen in my life. If you think Watership Down was a horrible fucking kid's book, well, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> see, I I didn't pick Iron Giant for that reason. Oh. Iron Giant gets you in the feels, oh, too. Yeah. I love Iron Giant. Uh, also, I didn't pick animes on purpose because I could have just copped out and picked fucking yeah. Akira because that is my all-time favorite. But that's anime. That's not... I, I'm a, I, I do separate my anime yeah. and regular animation movies. And also, I didn't go with any of the, the DC animated movies as well because I thought that was too easy. Uh, you know, because yeah. I, I really did like uh, Killing Joke when they did that animated movie. Long Halloween was really good as well. Uh, they've done some really good... They've done the Hush. They've done some Lord's work. At DC, where they fail in the live-action movies... Wins in the animated movies. We've said that a million times, but very good list there. Very yeah. good list. We all kicked it old school, which is kind of awesome. And uh, you know what is old is new. And uh, maybe we'll get some of these movies in the in the future. I don't know. I don't know if the American Tale is is going to get a remake anytime soon. But it was a fucking great movie. Oh, so good. I used yeah. to run that all the time. I think it was Aladdin came out. Probably after there's, right afterwards. There's probably there's, there's something there's something about Ferngully that came out and they kind of got squashed. Yeah. Well, with that being said, folks, that's going to take us out of Diesel's movie triple stuff, and it's also going to end the first half of this show. We're going to take a break, but when we come back from the break, we are going to hit you off with this week's 3FN Movie Club Review, and of course, this week, we are reviewing, by patron suggestion, the legendary Down Periscope.
is Jill Whitlow from Night of the Creeps, and you are listening to the incredible, vivacious, three fat nerds. No way I was coming back to this. <laughs> Dude, I, I did laugh my ass off when the credits hit. Oh, yeah. I was like, I forgot about this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to talk about the Navy. Ladies and gentlemen, 3FN movie review time. And, of course, this this time we are doing the 1996 comedy classic, Down Periscope. And, of course, this was selected by our patron over on Patreon. New guy, we, his name is Ryan. We call him New Guy, though. Hey, he's, uh, he's just joined the gaming group. He's only been there for about seven months. <laughs> you mean seven years? <laughs> <laughs> but he's New Guy. So New Guy, thank you for picking that. Of course, if you would like to pick movies that we will review, uh, whether it's on Patreon or even on the main channel, and get shoutouts like this, you can do that at our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash8122productions. Literally, there's two tiers: one one dollar and three dollars. You get some perks for being in the three dollar tier. Uh, you get all the bonus content and everything on the one dollar tier as well. And we also let you pick movies. So uh, join up, and you can pick some movies, and you can support what we do here. So it's a little shameless plug early on for us, but. That's not the important part. The important part is the 3FN Movie Club review of Down Periscope. Uh, of course, if you're not familiar how we do things, we are going to give you all the stats about the movie. We're going to give you the spoiler-free synopsis of the movie, and then we're going to give you a spoiler-free recommendation. Then we will play a, a alert, which is the spoiler alert. After that alert, we will go into our spoiler-full, mind you, this is 1996, but still, spoiler-full Review of Down Periscope for anybody who either doesn't care about the fact that they haven't seen it or for anybody who has, you know, seen it. For those of you who have not seen it and don't want to see it, that is the time that you get out and then we give our, we play the game and get our score. So let's go, uh, let's run through it, shall we? Of course, Down Periscope was released on March 1st, 1996, with a runtime of 93 minutes. It was distributed by 20th Century Fox. Of uh, the story was by Hugh Wilson, screenplay by Hugh Wilson, Andrew Kurtzman, and Elliot War- uh, Elliot Wald. The movie was directed by David S. Ward, cinematography by Victor Hammer, edited by William M. Anderson, Armin Minasian, and uh, the music was by Randy Edelman. This movie stars Kelsey Grammer, Lauren Holly, Rob Schneider, Harry Dean Stanton, Bruce Dern, William H. Macy, Rip Torn, and more. Uh, this movie had a budget of thirty-one million dollars. Would you gentlemen like to care care to guess what the uh, box office was? Ooh, ooh we're gonna go back. I think it made money. I, I'm gonna down a lot though. Thirty-three million. Run. See, I, I I don't remember theater watching in this, so I'm I gotta go a little less. I'm gonna go with twenty-three. Uh diesel closer thirty-seven point oh, okay. five million dollars. So yes, it did make its money back, but not by a lot. 
Here is the spoiler-free synopsis as written by Google. Commander Tom Jodge, played by Kelsey Grammer, is not thought of very highly among his fellow Navy officers. So when he's offered the captaincy on a decrepit boat that is part of a simulated challenge on the water, no one expects much from him. Set on getting his underdog crew in line in order to win the event, Dodge must face off against his nemesis, Admiral Yancey Graham, Bruce Dern, who will do anything to see Dodge disgraced and finally kicked out of the Navy. All right, so here we are at the time where we're going to give our spoiler-free recommendations. So I'm going to go around the table, starting with Ron. Do you recommend Down, Down Periscope? Why or why not? It is... I recommend it only because it is one of those classic 90 comedies. It, it has just enough comedy that it's labeled a comedy, but it actually tries to tell a real story. And this was something that they did a lot of times in the 90s. And actually, it wasn't that bad of a story after rewatch. So I recommend it if you haven't seen it. Kelsey Grammer is amazing in this movie. I, like, I understand you probably know him from Frasier. I understand you probably know him from Cheers. I understand like you probably know him more from that. Like, He's very... His timing and how he portrayed... Uh, Dodge is amazing in this. I really think you, that's the shining point of this. So, Diesel, recommend, don't recommend, and why or why not? All right. If you're looking for like a highbrow good movie that's going to make the Oscars, this movie's not for you. No. But if you're in the mood to just follow an easy enough story and have a few laughs, highly recommend. This is a fun movie from the 90s. Uh, I'm going to actually shadow Diesel here. Uh, if if you're looking for a comedy, this is a good comedy to watch. Uh, it's it's a it's a pretty I want to say a safe comedy. And this is not one of those like Cheech and Chong situations where viewer discretion is advised. Is there some lowbrow humor? Yes, but it's still above the board. It, mm. it, it, I, I I forgot how above the board this movie it fucking was. really was. I mean, they're like what they consider risque in this movie. Not very yeah. risque. So this is safe for the family. So if you, you know, if you have, I, I mean, I want to show it to the little little kids, not because of anything bad in it. I just don't think they'll understand the movie. So like if you have teenagers and you want to do a family night of something older, this is a perfect way to do it if you're like monitoring what they watch. So it's, it's a good laugh. It would give everybody a laugh. I wouldn't quite say it's a family film, but it could be just because yeah. it's not dirty. It's not, yeah. you know, but it is funny. You get some laughs here. So I would recommend it on that basis. But if you're looking to watch a very good movie that's like a, a serious serious movie this isn't for you this is a comedy ladies and gentlemen and it does what a comedy does uh but that being said before we go any further we're giving you that final warning if you've never seen 1996's down periscope then this is the time you want to see it without it getting it spoiled for you this is the time where you dip out Put it on pause. Come back after you see the movie, which you can get on premium subscriptions through Hulu, and you can find it elsewhere on the internet, including Amazon. Uh, go ahead and watch it, and then come back. If you don't care that you've never seen this, and you'd like to hear us talk about it, or if you've watched this movie once or numerous times, this is where you stay in to find out exactly what we think, because now we are hitting the spoiler zone. And we are back in the spoiler zone. We will be talking spoilers, and as we do, we do not break down the movie scene by scene. We do the good and the bad, and then, like I said, we play the game, and of course, we give you our review number. With that being said, we're talking about the good of this movie. I will start off a little bit, because I don't have a ton to say about the movie, because here's the thing. It's a fucking comedy. It's yeah. a mid-90s comedy, so guess what it did? 
it did comedy things. So I will say there's some good laughs in this movie. I did jo- enjoy it and chuckle. Uh, it's, it's really weird in the 90s how naive things are. Rob Snyder's a fucking comedic acting genius. <laughs> yes. And uh, that shines through beautifully oh, so here. This was an interesting role for Kelsey Grammer, who has always been known for his highbrow humor. He brought some of that to the table here, but he also did some lowbrow in this yeah. movie, which was really kind of interesting for you know the guy who is known as Frasier. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really did actually enjoy that. Uh, I thought that the acting in this movie overall was very good. I, I like the actors in the movie. A lot of them are legendary. I mean, Bruce Dern is fucking phenomenal as the heel, if you will, using wrestling jargon. Uh once again, like I said, this is a comedy. So, like, a lot of the things I liked about it was it, it made me laugh. Uh, I got to see some great performances. And at the end of the day, the story was coherent. Like, I never realized how coherent the story was. It was a very coherent story. It's like a point A to point B kind of fucking story. And uh, that's what I liked about it. Ron, yeah. what did you like about Down Periscope? It is definitely from the 90s. Like, it is that comedy that tries to tell an actual real story. A lot, of, You know, there's a lot of times... That you get comedies that are just, you know, Van Wilder basically. Let's throw that out. Like, but this one actually just sits there and it like gives you something else. You had to get the Ryan Reynolds re- reference. I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. She horns it in every week. I gotta you. try. I gotta try. Um, but it's it's one of those things. It gives you a cohesive story. This this guy is uh, the first mate of the ship that he's he just got promoted and everybody thinks he's a joke and doesn't think he can do anything. Uh, the admiral's like, no, he's good. So let's do it. You know, Rip Torn's character, uh, and then it, you just follow this little, and then you're like, okay, we're gonna set up war games, and you know that's what it is. Wait a minute, <laughs> Ron, Ron, did you did you just say of war games? Yeah. War games, war games. Yeah. By the way, Regal saying blood and guts doesn't sound as good as war games. Yeah. Continue on though. But it, it sets up. He gets the misfit crew. They try to set him up for failure. Lo and behold, I mean, technically he loses but wins. <laughs> it's like that. It, you know what? That is a trope from the nineties. Yeah, where where the the comedy movie does not have the happy ending. You don't win. Yeah, like remember in the eighties, you always won. Like yeah. we remember, remember Revenge of the Nerds. The nerds fucking win. Yeah, that's the whole point. The nerds committed rape. Well, yes, but they they still they still won the competition too. Remember. So like, but in the nineties, I think we dumbed it down. So all like most of the movies, Wayne's World, I'm looking at you, fucking Down Periscope is in there. And there's a lot more where the, the the main characters don't actually win, but they tried, and in yeah. trying they win. So they yeah. lose, they lose the main objective, but they win in the yeah. spirited way, and they still get rewarded. It's 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 always it's always interesting to me that that was like the era of especially in comedies where. You're going to fucking lose, but you're going to win in this other yeah, category. Th- that was Hollywood trying to keep things in the realm of reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Back in the day, we had the underdog stories, like the Bad News Bears. But then that was like the, the original Bad News Bears was that way. Because remember, the Bears lose, yeah. Yeah. but they earn the respect. And then he's like, shove it up your ass. We're going to take it next year. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, but, but you know what I mean? But like, like all 90s comedies were in that, even though that was in the 70s. But 80s comedies were always the... Everything's gonna work. Look at Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Everything fucking worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Everything worked out. That happened just a couple of days ago. That was the day he took off. Mm-hmm. June fifth. Yeah. The the, the the teen community center is gonna get torn down unless we raise this money in seven hours. Oh, we're gonna do some break dancing. <laughs> yep. It's gonna be breaking too. The electric boogaloo. But yeah, anyway. But you know, I agree. Diesel, your your positives about Down Periscope. Uh, positives. Harlan Williams steals this movie. Harlan Williams' Very character good. was great. He was eccentric, 
but he was like the heart of the comedy of this movie. Rob Schneider playing the straight man yet slapstick yeah. mm-hmm. was also great. I told you, he's a fucking yeah, genius. He was great in this. Um, the storyline, again, it's war game set up and underdog story, having the, you know, the, the supposed winners like chopping them down at their knees like with legalities and shit like that, and yet they still manage to work together and overcome. It's a solid story. It's, it's a classic story. Agreed. Let's go to negatives, and I'm going to say this. I really don't have a lot of negatives, and it's not because this movie is like the most amazing movie ever, but it's a fucking comedy. So here's the negatives. The negatives is they will sacrifice the storyline for the joke. Uh, so you have that happen in quite a bit. Um, and the other thing I didn't really like is there was certain people who got, like, sometimes the one-liners got a little out of control in the movie. Yeah. Like, they, they try, like, when you try too hard and you shoehorn jokes in, they don't work. No. You know, for as great as, like, Harlan was and for as great as, like, uh, Rob Schneider was, Kelsey Grammer has a few stankers. <laughs> and it's, like, these weird one-liners that you're, like, if he didn't say anything at all, we would have still been laughing from the last punchline, so we'd have been fine, but... Hey, such as such as life, but like I said, if, like like the nitpicky stuff would just be like kind of with the storytelling and such. But that's what's going to happen in a comedy movie. Once again, going into this, my expectations, even from remembering it as a child or a younger person, yeah. I should say, um, was always going to be lower, anyways. But at the same time, that's kind of where I was at. Negatives for you, Ron. Uh, I mean, it is a typical '90s comedy, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you were saying. You hit all that points. Like they tried to shoe- shoehorn in too many one-liners because that's what they did in the '90s. They in you know they you know there's slapstick stuff there. There's you know the cook you know getting upset at Rob Schneider and spray painting or spraying down the ladder with. Food release, yeah, Pam, basically, and so he slide. You know, all of a sudden the the ship goes, and he slides, and he tries to get out, and he's like, "Take your time, or you, if you go too fast, you might fall." Blah blah blah, and he takes two steps up the ladder, slides all the way down. You know, it's it's slapstick. It's there. It's funny at the time, but it's just a typical nineties. You mean to tell me this doesn't hold up? Yesterday, I found a band aid in my uh, food. Today was a fingernail. Band-Aid was holding on the fingernail, sir. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> it, it was great lines, but I mean, yeah. like, there was a little bit of too much one line. Any negatives from you, Diesel? Uh, just the fact that they tried to force in a couple extra tropes which weren't needed. The yeah. subtle love story between Kelsey Grammer's character yeah. and... Um, uh, Holly. Or- yeah. 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 It felt... It, it wasn't needed there. No. And then I, uh, the... Uh, the... Yeah, you got my son in line. Eh, it really yeah. didn't need it. it. Yeah, it was a cool little moment in the film where he was like, oh, the big reveal is, oh, that's the Admiral's kid. Yeah. We didn't need it. It was just they tried to fit a little too much to make it a little well, too much like a real movie w- instead of just embracing the fact that they're a, well, just a, a comedy the with the basics. Yeah. With it wasn't really a big reveal because it was in the beginning that he goes, oh, yeah, I can do anything I want because I'm the Admiral's kid. Blah, blah. He's like, well, you need to move. And he's like, no, nah, I'm kind of busy. And they just put took him and threw him off. Like, So it wasn't a huge reveal. It was just... He was freaking wild thing from basically yeah. from uh, yeah to mirror your thing though they did try like to get some like serious tropes in yeah. there as well which is really funny when you have a movie where the head admiral's fucking rip torn yeah. yeah like you can't be serious You're, we're done <laughs> it's, it's over torn. already okay I forgot it was him too until he came in when he came in and yeah. I was like oh rip torn's in this I saw it on the, you know in the opening credits I'm like I'm like oh yeah the biggest surprise for me was William H Macy dude, oh, dude. it was like oh William H Macy's so good and it was his character was great too and his his only job, though, was for the asshole uh, captain to uh, take over his ship. Admiral, and like, yeah. 
And I'm just like, oh, you really going to be that dick? Yeah. And I was like, William H. Macy deserves better. Yeah. I mean, well, this was early on in William H. Macy, too, though, so. Yeah, it definitely wasn't shameless, William H. No. Macy. <laughs> or Boogie Nights. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, uh, before we give our scores, you know, we like to uh, do a little something that involves... Time to play the game. These two men have been hot potatoing this shit (laughs) out of this championship lately. I do believe last week, Ron won. He pulled it off because Diesel Diesel did not go lower. No, he went too low. He He went 90. I was at 97. It was 95. It was 95. So this week, can Diesel reclaim the crown in the game? Oh, we'll find out in a momentarily. Of course, the game is played simple. These guys are going to guess scores around the internet. Whoever comes closest to the number without going over, better known as Price is Right rules, will get the point. Of course, uh, best two out of three wins. Of course, there is a fourth question in case there needs a tiebreaker because we don't do ties here. And in that one is, because we don't do ties, is closest to the number. Of course, that one can also be worth two points at times because, hey, sometimes it needs to happen to make shit interesting. Because that's what we do around here. So, with that being said, are you gentlemen ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Diesel, you get to go first because you are the challenger. Uh, IMDB, out of 10 using points, what did they give down Periscope? Oh, welcome aboard. Kelsey Grammer's penis is probably four and a half inches. 4.5. Okay, uh, Ron. Welcome aboard on that thing. It's it's a whole hog, man. It's going to be at least six. So you're guessing six. Yeah. You said four and a half. And Ron gets the point. 6.1 out of 10. See? what I tell you. It's the whole hog, baby. Just, just, just barely squeaking it out. <laughs> All right, Ron, for the quick win here. Metacritic, out of 100%, what did they give down Periscope? Of course, Metacritic is just critics for anybody else now. Uh, this is the 4.5 or 40%, 45%. For yeah. you, okay? Diesel, what do you get? We're just trying to keep it interesting. 46. We got to keep this going. We got more categories. Either we bust or we keep this game going. We busted. Well, you both busted because 39% on Metacritic. All right, Diesel, to tie up the game. Of course, combined score on Rotten Tomatoes out of 100%. What did they give down Periscope? Do the math. I think 45 is right around the average there. (laughs) 45%. Okay, and Ron? 30. 30. 45. Still? 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, you motherfucker turncoat. Kelsey Grammer does not deserve an 11%er. All right, so this final one... Ron does have a point. But to make it interesting, this one will be worth two points. Oh, fuck me. Diesel wins. And it's going to be Google users, and it is closest to the number because we don't do ties. Ron, you get to go first as the champion. Out of 100%, what did Google users give down Periscope? 62. Oh, I think you just gave it to me. We're, we're, we're going 75. I think this is going to be the lowest, but still going to be high because it's Google users. So 62 for Ron, 75 for Diesel. And your winner and new champion, Diesel, 74% on Damn Google. <laughs> You're only 1% off. If you want to bust it, but yeah, very close, guys. Very close. Diesel has now hot potatoed this motherfucker back. <laughs> Because that 11% got me. This last day, 11% of Rotten Tomatoes really surprised me. I should have just went one just to be a dick, but I was like, yeah. All right. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to give out our scores for the movie. Of course, we are going to be giving the Nerd Scale score. I will also give my critic score when it's all said and done, but... Uh, we will first give the Nerd Scale score. The Nerd Scale score is based off entertainment. That means we do take in the, our critical part of it, but we also take how entertaining the movie was to us personally. Here is this. Here is the scale as we list it. One is no. That means don't watch this movie. It is terrible. You should never under any circumstance watch this movie. Just no. Two is you've been warned. That means it's not quite a no. It's not the worst thing on the planet, but it's still not good. So you've been warned not to watch it. <laughs> Uh, three is, yeah, it's good. That means it's an average, you know, it's an average good movie. It's not going to change the world, but it's not a bad movie. Is it worth a watch? Yeah, but it's probably not worth spending money on. Wait till you can watch it for, you know, as part of your subscription service, whether it's Netflix, HBO Max, or what have you, um, you know, or if you can see it on Tubi or something, you know, that's, a, you know, that's, it's, that's what it's worth. A four is just called Just Take My Money. That means it's, this is a good movie. It's a very good movie. Borderline great movie. And basically, if it's in the theaters, that means you probably could spend money to go see it in the theaters. It's definitely worthwhile to go watch. You can feel free to rent it on Amazon or even buy it. Uh, spending money on this movie is not a problem because you're going to enjoy this movie. It is a great movie. And then last but certainly not least, The Rarified Air, which is the five slot, and that is Certified Nerd. These are the instant classics. These are the greatest movies of all times. And to prove that some of the the unit we only count the unanimous ones. There's movies who one of us will or two of us will rate. Like uh, last night in Soho, myself and Diesel both rated that. Certified Nerd Ron did not, which is fine. But there's unanimous ones including The Batman, uh, Spider Man, No 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 Spider Way, No Man Home. I want to say it. <laughs> want to say it right for Diesel. But anyway, Spider Man, No Way Home. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, Infinity War and Endgame both were in there. And there's been other movies as well that we have unanimously decided were certified nerd. So here we go with Down Periscope. Ronald, on the nerd scale, what are you giving Down Periscope? Certified, not a nerd. <laughs> this is one of those ones, since we don't do halves, I'm just going to give it a three because it is classic 90s comedy. If you want to see it, see it. If not, it's understandable. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Diesel. See, by the same logic... We're going to make it a half, because I'm going with a two. It's not a bad movie, but it comes with too many caveats. You need to be in a mood for this type of comedy, so that's why I'm going a two with this one. Uh, I am also going to agree with Diesel, because it, it would. I, I would kind of think we'd all be the same. If we were if we did halves, it would be a two and a half, because it would be probably dead center. Yeah. Uh, but it, because, it's to me, it's leaning on more caveats than not, I can't really push it up into that three zone, so I'm yeah. going to go into You've Been Warned. Uh, with that being said, if you're looking for a nice slapstick 90s kind of comedy uh, for nostalgic reasons or you know something safe to watch for the family, like I said in the, the recommendation portion, I would recommend it. But once again, I can't fully recommend it because I can't just recommend it to everybody. Uh, so therefore, I'm going to give it the two with You've Been Warned. Uh, as far as my my score, I, I you know what? I'm, I'm going to give it a five out of ten. I'm going to put it right smack dab yeah. in the middle. This movie is not a game changer, but it's not terrible. It's not really worth spending money on. It's just an average film. It's right in the middle. It's going to make you laugh. The story is coherent. It's not like completely abandoned. And at the end of the day, if you never watched it, it wouldn't affect your life. And if you did watch it, you're probably going to come out going, okay, I don't, I don't regret watching it, but also... It's not like it's going to change your life. Uh, I'm sure there's some people out there who have like gigantic, uh, great views of this movie, and I'm sure there is. But uh, 
I just can't mark myself amongst them. So I'm going to say it's right in the middle of the fucking road if, at a five. I almost went with four and a half because I, there I no, get to these no, points. Yeah. But I'll go right in the dead in the middle of a five. I think we can all agree it's no Mikhail's Navy. Oh, no. Definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. Absolutely not. It's definitely no Major Pain. Oh, Major Pain's a solid hit. Or in the Army now. Listen, there was too many of these military movies that came out in the 90s. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, with that being... Holly Shore in the Army now? Yes. Oh, Holly Shore, Andy David Dick. Allen Greer, Andy, Andy Dick, Dick, and... I, I, I actually went to the theaters to see that. Yeah. I don't remember it, though. Wasn't good. Yeah, I can I tell you that much. I don't think I liked it. <laughs> that, that would probably be a one for me. That's just yeah. a no. Better than Biodome. It holds oh, up surprisingly fuck you. well. Biodome is a terrible movie that's so terrible it's good. Biodome I put <laughs> up there... Dirty Duty was better than in the army now. True story. Yeah, Peanut was a fucking shit in that but movie. I just want to point out, Biodome <laughs> is one of those movies that's so terrible yeah, that it's actually it, it, fucking hilarious and good. Yeah. So terrible. But it's, <laughs> it makes it good. It's, that's how bad that movie is. But anyways, I digress. That's for a later date and time, maybe. With that being said, though, we got to pay some bills around here, so it's time for some shameless plugs. Oh, before we go to shameless plugs, remember one more time, next week's 3FN Movie Club review will be of the brand new film in the Jurassic Park slash world series, Jurassic World Dominion. Don't miss it. Make sure you go see it in the movie theaters this upcoming week, coming out worldwide. We'll be reviewing it next week on this program. Now we can pay some bills and hit you with them shameless plugs. Of course, if you can hear my voice, that means you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It is simple. Type in three fat nerds into any podcast provider search bar and booyakasha. There we are. Remember, for everything we talk about here, it is the number three, not the word three. Also, while you're there, make sure to smash that like or subscribe button so you can get our show delivered to you automatically each and every week and also help us out with the algorithm. And also, while you're there, if you would be so kind, even if you've already done all that if you would be so kind to drop us a five-star review so you can help the show out it's absolutely free on your end but it means the world to us we're also on facebook type in that search bar three fat nerds podcast so there you're gonna find our page you're gonna like our page you're gonna comment rate review help us spread the word of nerd of course we are on twitter instagram and tiktok at three fat nerds pod whenever talking about the show on social media use that hashtag three fm pod so we know you're talking about us but guys, Reva is a horrible character. Don't even email us. But if you need to email us, 3 at gmail.com. <laughs> you know, we're always looking for a rap introduction song. <laughs> any other kind of original songs. If you're a band, you want us to play your shit, uh, hit us up. Also, uh, any kind of art. Like, uh, we have a studio. I'm gonna, i got to put some more of the posters up. But we have a studio. We could always use some more artwork and so on and so forth. And also, we always just like to hear from you. So hit us up at, at the email address. I uh, just wanted to throw that in there because we don't say that enough sometimes. So. Hit us up. Uh, here's a double shot. First of all, make sure you're following the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607 podcast every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're a wrestling fan, it is a must watch to join the conversation because myself and Ken M from the ODPH podcast talk all things pro wrestling on 607 TWS. Of course, you can watch it live and join the chat. You can also watch it on replay on Twitch or you can listen to it in podcast form anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607 TWS. Also, on top of that, there's more stuff to come. We have some plans that are going to be happening live stream, including some movie nights. Uh, I know we tease one. We are going to be doing The Wizard. I don't know when the date is, but this summer, my goal is to get that out. Uh, we're going to do it much like we did the Willy Wonka one. I think it'll be a lot of fun. We'll also put it out in podcast form because, yeah, fuck, why the fuck not, right? Also, on top of that, uh, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, you can do that on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Get a ton of extra bonus content. Plus, help us with everything we do here from podcasting to streaming for as little as $1 a month. Remember, Patreon.com slash 8122productions.
http colon backslash backslash eight one double deuce p r o d u t t i o n s dot com. He mixed a bunch of those letters in, but all you need to know is eight one two two productions dot com for all things eight one two two productions, the three fatners podcast, horror zone six oh seven six oh seven TWS and more. All the links are there, including that Patreon link, including the link to the Twitch channel. Also, there's a link to our T Public store. Get some swag, support the show. It's pretty fucking awesome. That's all at eight one two two productions dot com. Also, friends of the show, like the Ocho Duro Parlay our podcast. It'll take you right to their website. Website, right from our, our website. It's good shit. You're going to want to do that. Also, our friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, August 26th and 27th, Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. We'll be there live. Hopefully, we'll see you too. For all ticket and information, go to sci horrorfest.com. Also, while you're there, you can check out the musical acts to support us by letting us use their music, but I'm going to give them a shout out right now. First of all, the people who do our theme song, Shout at the Robots. Also, Second Suitor, Floodlands, Tom Jolu, the Foss Fiends from Melbourne, Australia, and the Jasons from West Virginia. Thank you so much for letting us use your music. Go to the website, get their links there, and of course, make sure you support them on Spotify, Bandcamp, and YouTube Music. And last but certainly not least, we also have our local sponsors who help us bring this show to you each and every week, commercial free. But we're going to give them a shout out right now because they mean the world to us. First of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. That, of course, is Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And if you're in the 607 or traveling through the 607 and you want to find out about events happening at the shop, it's simple. Follow them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them three fat nerds that you. Oh, Ronald! One out of ten stars. I hated it. The Lord of the Rings was a terrible long movie that seemed to never end. And when it did, it did not show them doing what they were making the journey for. I agree that the landscapes were beautiful, but the plot was terrible. The whole movie was them walking for three hours then running into some monsters along the way. Also, the fact that there will be two more movies ruins it. All good movies have only one movie. I know that there is three books, but who cares? One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. What the fuck? The Godfather? Saints? Three movies? Godfather Part 3. How could you live without that movie? Listen, I was talking about about Godfather 2, but like Godfather 2, Terminator 2, T2... There's a lot of sequels that are great. And franchises. Scream franchise. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. If you want to stop Until we that, lose Sydney Prescott. Well, we didn't lose her. She's just not coming back for this movie, which is fine. We introduced new characters for that fucking reason. Yeah, I bet you they kill her off screen. They won't. They, they, they don't have the balls. They don't have the balls! I mean, I wish they do. I would, because I'd love to hear all the fucking fans. No, I, I, th- I think they will. I think, I think that's what they're going to do. That's why they didn't offer that much money. I think they already Tune had Tune into Horror Zone 607 this week, because I'm sure I'll talk about yeah. fanboys crying on the show. But with that being said... That's all for this week's Three Fatners Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully we could entertain you, and hopefully you enjoyed our musings and opinions right here on the Three Fatners Podcast. Of course, also our movie reviews, because that's what we do here. And next week we will be reviewing Jurassic World Dominion. But until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds. Later. California. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. I want you to get it. I want you to understand. I'm doing the best I can, but not as good as I want to be. 
built up too many fences to let this get the best of me. You can't just forget it, because it won't end.